0: video games, and the effect of video games, and uh, really, in my thinking about this, uh, and I think you'll see through my lesson, but in my my thinking about this, uh, and preparing for this, I, I think you really can lump together uh, video games with, with media and, and entertainment, uh, you know, screen time, if you want to call it. Uh, I really think it, it's going to all go together uh, in one sense or another, and so, that's uh what what I ended up gearing my my lesson around, and if if you do a quick online search about the average time spent on screens, um, when we say screens, we're talking about our TVs, our phones, our iPads, our tablets. Uh, you know whether it's playing video games or reading the news feed. Uh, watching shows on TV, all that, uh, even working on a computer would be considered screen time. And so uh, if you did a, a quick uh, online search about the average time spent on screens, uh, I came up with the following answers. For adults, uh, it's around 11 hours a day. And so you're talking about uh, almost half of our day is spent on screens. And, um, you know, I believe that. Uh, just based on my personal experience and, and uh, what I do in work and, and in looking at my phone, and uh, you know, it could easily add up to half of my day. Uh, for kids, ages 8 to 18, I didn't really go uh, less than that, but ages 8 to 18, it's around seven hours a day uh, is spent on screens, and so not quite as much. I would say that that's probably because adults end up working on a computer. Uh, some, and I'm just guessing that that's what runs the average up that, or adults are maybe awake longer during the day than kids. Uh, But really, I think all of us realize at this point in the day and age we live in, uh, all you got to do is look around, you know, if you go to the doctor's office and you're waiting to go in you look around, what's everybody doing? Looking at their phone, right? Right. I'm, you know, I'm probably going to be one of the people looking at my phone if I'm sitting there, uh, whether it's reading the news feed or catching up on emails. Uh, I, I'm, you know, just as prone to do that as anybody else. And so uh, I think it's, it's a fair statement to say that almost everyone spends countless hours a day on some type of screen involved with some type of social media uh, or, or other screen things. Uh, and it's interesting when you do a little bit of research, you know, this this was uh, really thinking about video games, uh, but, but screen time in general, uh, when you do a little bit of research about it uh, and the effects of it, you can come up with a variety of things pertaining uh, to it. Uh, I, I searched some articles and read some articles about Uh, video games particularly because that was the the topic on the thing and you know you get this list of negative effects of someone playing video games too much and and again I don't know how you define exactly what that is but uh, the negative effects from from uh video games and and involving yourself with uh types of media that have uh Uh, the same uh, type situations or involvement. It's it's decreased empathy, and so people that do that may not be as empathetic uh, towards others as as someone who's not as involved in video games. Uh, Increased violence, socially isolated, uh, may develop the wrong values like vengeance or aggression. Uh, And you can think about how uh, maybe some of the games that are out there would lend themselves towards that, uh, towards uh, taking vengeance or or showing aggression towards others. Uh, Some of the negative effects uh, may come from uh, sexually suggestive uh, parts of the game or provocative parts of the game, Uh, may confuse reality and fantasy. Uh, I think children have been shown uh, sometimes to have lower grades, uh, can damage long-term concentration, uh, run the risk of addiction. People can uh, truly become addicted to video games, social media, screen time. Uh, and when we're talking about it, addiction, we're talking about it triggers the same type of, of hormones as any other kind of addiction, alcohol or drug or gambling. You know, the same uh, type of, of triggers and hormones would be triggered in, in, uh, through uh, spending uh, time involved with our electronics as those things. Uh, can affect the quality of sleep. You could have attention problems. You could have anxiety and depression. You could have weight gain. All of those are listed as negative side effects uh, of of playing video games. But um, before you go too far in thinking, man, I knew those things were bad. Uh, there's there's a list of positive things that really sounds just as good. And so you know that's really going to be one of my points. Uh, but but positive effects. You know, it's shown to be improvement of uh, visuospatial skills, uh, improvement of problem solving, improved focus on demanding tasks. You know, someone who pay, plays a, a complicated game has to focus on, on uh, conquering that. Uh, it teaches planning. It teaches resource management. You think about some of the smaller kids uh, maybe playing Minecraft and how they have to build a world and, and manage uh, the, the parts of that world. Um, teaches multitasking, uh, managing for multiple objectives, teaches quick thinking, teaches accuracy and strategy and situational awareness, Uh, teaches perseverance. Uh, Some games can teach uh, and improve reading and math skills, Uh, inductive reasoning, mapping, improved memory, how to respond to challenges and frustrations, how to evaluate risk-taking. Uh, You know, all of those things are listed as positive effects of playing video games. And so when you consider that, I think that there's really uh, decent arguments from both sides of the coin, right? There's a a long list of negative effects and there's a long list of positive effects. And so for us as Christians, uh, we need to really think about uh, what does God's Word uh, tell us or show us about these kind of things. And again, I think we all understand there's not any kind of passage you're going to find that says, uh, thou shalt not play video games or thou shalt not be on Facebook or, uh, you know, there's no verse that speaks directly to this. Uh, and so we're going to be talking about maybe some principles and some things to consider uh, as we think about our time spent on screens. Um, because, again, I, I think really it's all lumped together in my mind. <clears throat> so there's two, two things that I'm really going to talk about, and I don't know Gary's following me up, and I don't know uh, what Gary's going to talk about, but there's two things uh, that I wanted to, to really consider in thinking about this topic. Uh, and the first is whether we're talking about video games, whether we're talking about the TV shows we watch, whether we're talking about, you know, movies, uh, the things we listen to on the radio, the things we look at on our phone, uh, the things we watch on YouTube, whatever it is, um, the first thing I think we need to think about and, and the biggest warning uh, to us in scriptures, I believe is about exposing ourselves to evil influences. And... Um, That's something that from early on in the Bible, God has warned His people about. Uh, And you think about Israel. And and as Israel was about to go and and overtake the land of Canaan, what was one of the instructions God had for them concerning those people that were in that nation? Don't interact with them, right? They'll lead you away. There'll be an evil influence that'll lead you away from God. And, you know, really from that point forward throughout the Bible, there's warning after warning about evil influences uh, and the negative effect that that can have on God's people. And so as we consider this about uh, screen time and and things that we do with media, I believe evil influences and and exposing ourselves to them is one of the biggest uh, things we must be aware of. You know, again, throughout Scripture, um, we see these warnings about evil influences, uh, in, you know, in Psalms chapter one and verse one, it says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. Uh, and so there again, the Psalmist just making a a blanket statement there of, of blessed is the man that, that doesn't, Mingle around in wicked things, or hang around uh, things that are not righteous. <clears throat> Psalms uh, twenty-six verses one through five, and I've uh, y'all can flip to all these. I've got them printed out here just so I could get through them all quicker without having to flip to them. But Psalms twenty-six one through five. These are all passages that talk about, uh, or that warn us about evil influences. And again, you know, don't just say, well. This is talking about uh, people as evil influences because I think that it's going to be more than that. Uh, Psalms 26, 1 through 5 says, "...vindicate me, O Lord, for I have walked in my integrity and I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Prove me, O Lord, and try me. Test my heart and my mind." For your steadfast love is before my eyes, and I walk in your faithfulness. I do not sit with men of falsehood, nor do I consort with hypocrites. I hate the assembly of evildoers, and I will not sit with the wicked. So again, David there, you know, basically uh, in that psalm, saying to God, test me or try me, you know, I, I'm staying away from evil influences. Uh, and I, I think we can take from that uh, that that's a good thing. David speaking about that as, as a good and right thing. Proverbs chapter 22, uh, verses 24 and 25 says, Make no friendship with a man given to anger, nor go with a wrathful man, lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. And so again, uh, the warning to to stay away from uh, influences of anger or wrath uh, because it could cause you to learn his ways and and be entangled by that. Uh, Proverbs 23 Verses 6 and 7 Do not eat the bread of a man who's stingy nor desire his delicacies, for he's like one who is inwardly calculating. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. So again, uh, the psalmist there talking, I mean, the, the Solomon in Proverbs uh, talking about staying away or not partaking in uh, the goodness of one who is stingy because of the, the influences there. Proverbs 24 Be not Uh, verses 1 and 2 be not envious of evil men nor desire to be with them for their hearts devise violence and their lips talk of trouble Uh, and so again another warning from Solomon there not to be envious of evil men and don't desire to be with them and so keeping your mind again we're not just talking about uh, influences of of evil people I think I think we could say any evil influences uh, would have this same effect In um, the New Testament, we've got a lot of the same type warnings. Um, In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, when Paul was writing to the brethren there at Corinth about the man uh, who was among their assembly who um, (laughs) needed to be withdrawn from, he says, verses 9 through 11, I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all meaning the sexually immoral of this world or the greedy or, and swindlers or idolaters since you would then the need to go out of the world. But now I'm writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of brother if he's guilty of sexual immorality or greed or is an idolater, reviler, drunkard, or swindler. Not even to eat with such <coughs> one. And so there Paul you know, shines uh, a little bit more light on this. He's saying, you know, not to associate or withdraw from someone who's a brother who's involved in these sins, but he also uh, does make the comment there that, hey, you know, it's going to be impossible to totally avoid every evil influence. The world we live in uh, has evil influences all around. Uh, And so, unless we can go out of this world, it will be impossible to totally avoid all evil influences. But I think these other verses kind of show us. That we're supposed to do what we can, right? We're supposed to do our best to stay away from the evil influences uh, when when we have the ability and power and and are able to do that. Second um, Corinthians chapter six, verses fourteen through eighteen. Again, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, for what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me," says the Lord Almighty. <clears throat> in Ephesians chapter five, uh, the same same teachings from the Apostle Paul. There, starting in verse one, says, "Therefore, be imitators of God, as beloved children, and walk in love, as Christ loved us and gave Himself up for us, a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality and all impurity." Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes on the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. And so Paul's warning in Ephesians there again not to become partners or partakers with others in evil things. And, And I think that that's talking about because of their evil influences that they'll have. And that's what God's people want to stay away from is evil influences. You know, the... The most common, I guess one of the most well-recognized verses in relation to this would be in 1 Corinthians 15, uh, verse 33 and 34 says, Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Uh, wake up from your drunken stupor, as is right, and do not go on sinning. For some have no knowledge of God, and I say this to your shame. So Paul, again, talking to the brethren at Corinth about evil influences. And not don't be deceived, keeping bad company, allowing evil influences to be around you uh, is going to corrupt good morals. And so again, over and over again, we have these warnings from God about the effects of evil influences. And and I realize every one of those verses was talking about uh, evil companions or other people who are are doing wrong. Uh, But Uh, you know, I ask you to think about, does this just apply to people we interact with? Or would it also apply to uh, things we allow in our lives, things we expose ourselves to? Uh, You know, I I would say that the effect of evil doesn't have to be just from a person. It could be uh, from whatever we're allowing or exposing ourselves to be around. And so whether it's the TV uh, the things we're watching on TV, uh, whether it's uh, surfing the web on the computer, whether it's YouTube, whether it's something on our iPad, our phones, whether it's video games that we're playing, uh, whether it's things we're listening to, whatever it is we're allowing into our lives, whatever it is we're exposing ourselves to is going to affect us. Uh, and you know i think we seem to be very aware of this as if we're parents we seem to be more aware of this pertaining to our children than and then as we get to be grown ups we think well i can handle it right it's not going to affect me i need to. Now, my kids don't need to watch this but i can uh and you know that's the world's way of thinking isn't it uh, the world has all of these ratings for movies, and, and if you're this age, you can watch this movie. But if, not if you're this age, you know, you're not old enough to watch this. Well, you know, really, we need to be thinking about the content and what it is we're exposing ourselves to and realize just because we're adults doesn't mean uh, that we uh, can handle or that it's okay for us to expose ourselves to things uh, that, are, that are evil influences um, <clears throat> You know, the, we read a passage earlier that uh, Paul talked about the fact that we can't go out of the world to avoid all of the evil influences that are in the world. You know, in the context, he was talking about uh, withdrawing from an erring brother, uh, and he made the statement that, you know, I didn't say not to keep company, with people of the world who are in sin because then you would need to go out of the world. He, you know, Paul understood in his statement there that there's no way to completely avoid every evil influence in the world, uh, but are there some things that we do have control over? Are there, are there some uh, things that we're allowing in our life or that are that we allow ourselves to be exposed to that we have control over? And if so... We better be exercising that control. Uh, you know, the the things we allow ourselves to be exposed to uh, through technology, what are they oftentimes focused on? Is it good, wholesome things, or is it more the cares of the world, the desires of the flesh and mind? You know, I think a lot of us realize that if you've watched much TV, if you've looked at much on your phone, uh, really... Anywhere, on any device, you're going to see uh, evil influences pop up very, very quickly. Uh, and, you know, again, I think that's one of the biggest things we have to be aware of uh, and, and be warned against and, and make a decision to not let those things uh, be in our lives or around us. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 2, <coughs> verses 1 through 3. Uh, talks about uh, who we are supposed to be as God's children. It says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Okay, so that's who we used to be. Uh, But as God's children, uh, we're told over and over again that we're to replace that. When we become a child of God, we put that away and replace that with the good things, uh, the things that God wants us to uh, be surrounded by and thinking about. Uh, In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 17 says, Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds, For they are darkened in their understanding and alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of their heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ, assuming that you have heard about Him and were taught in Him as the truth is in Jesus. To put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So uh, Paul's instructions they are telling us, you know, the, these evil influences, these sinful things, we're supposed to, to stay away from those, put those off, uh, and and be renewed in our mind uh, and follow things that are righteousness uh, and holiness. And Jesus uh, makes a real simple statement about this uh, as we consider what we let into our lives through media or, or, or through the things that we expose ourselves to. In uh, Matthew 6, 21, he says, where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. Uh, and that's a real simple statement, uh, but I think uh, we can understand that if we're allowing ourselves, if we're pursuing uh, things of this world, the cares of this world, uh, the, the unrighteous things, the carnal things, uh, then then that is where our treasure is and that's where our heart will be also and that's not where God expects it to be. Um, you know, there's, just in the way of, of practical things, uh, and, and I'm sure you could come up with a much longer list than this, um, but I was trying to think of some practical things things if we're evaluating ourselves. So really, this is about self-evaluation, right? I um, mean, I guess at some level, I could look at you or someone else and say, yeah, he's spending too much time uh, doing this or that uh, on his iPad or whatever, and that's causing uh, negative influence. But for the most part, this is a self-evaluation thing, right? We have to think about it ourselves. And so as we're doing that, what would be some practical signs uh, that maybe we're letting these negative influences in uh, and and they're, and they're leading us in the wrong direction and, and I just had a few here that I jotted down, but you know my experience has been when when maybe I've been watching uh, things that I shouldn't or exposing myself to too much um, Negative evil influences. Uh, The first thing that I've noticed happening to me is that my thoughts become more carnal. You know, whether it's bad language, uh, I may have stuff start popping up in my head and I'm I'm thinking things that, uh, you know, generally I wouldn't say, but they're popping up in my head and it's because I've been exposing myself to that. Um, I, I would say that that's probably one of the first signals of, hey, some of the things I'm exposing myself to are not good for me. Um, You know, our language may become more carnal. You know, eventually it's going to kind of lead to an outward show. It it may just be on the inside at first, but eventually it could start to show on the outside, and the way we talk uh, could be uh, in a more carnal or worldly way, and our actions could become more carnal and worldly. You know, one of the things we read about, negative influences talked about, Taking vengeance on others, you know, uh, you know, we could we could lend ourselves more towards that way of thinking. Uh, another one I had was uh, that we can become desensitized to things that should bother us. Right, uh, the more we expose ourselves to things, uh, whether it's language, uh, maybe. Uh, provocative things, uh, ungodly actions, those type things, the more we see that on TV, the more we see that on commercials, the more we see that in games we play or hear that in music we listen to, uh, the more desensitized we can end up becoming. Uh, and so something that used to would have made us blush, now we don't even notice. And I think that that if we'll take the time to evaluate ourselves and 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 think about stuff that we see, you know, and how that affects us, we may realize that uh, this desensitizing is is one of the signs of exposing ourselves to to evil influences, and we need to to be aware of that. Um, You know, again, all of these things are are just really self-evaluation things for us to think about and consider uh, in the effects of what we're spending our time doing. The second, if we're going to say that the the first thing I talked about was the effect of evil influences, the second I had um, was really about self-control and moderation. Um, So what if we're really good about avoiding all of the evil things on our phones or on TV? You know, we don't watch things we shouldn't. if something pops up, we don't need to be looking at or watching. We change the channel or, or we look away. Um, you know, what if we're really good about that, and for the most part, we're able to keep those evil influences away? Does that mean that the door's wide open and we can spend as much time as we want to uh, doing these things, watching TV, uh, playing video games, reading the news feed on our phone, whatever it is, uh, and? I think a, a second principle to consider in thinking about this is just the principle of self-control and moderation. Uh, the Bible teaches us that God's people are to be a people of self-control, right? Uh, they, don't, they don't go overboard uh, and let uh, the things of this world consume them or take up all their time. Uh, they practice self-control and moderation. And that teaching, again, is throughout the Bible. Uh, In Proverbs chapter 25 and verse 16 says, If you have found honey, eat only enough for you, lest you have your fill of it and vomit it. Uh, Proverbs 25, the end of the chapter, 27 and 28 says, It's not good to eat much honey, nor is it glorious to seek one's own glory. A man without self-control is like a city broken in two and left without walls. And so Solomon's teaching there about self-control and not going overboard Uh, in the new testament one of the fruits of the spirit in galatians chapter five uh, is self-control it says the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control against such there is no law and those who belong to christ jesus has crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. And so again, a Christian's character is going to have self-control. That's one of the things God is expecting us to have and develop and grow in. Uh, Paul talks about uh, the self-control of a Christian in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, starting in verse 24. It says, Do you not know that in a race all runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self control in all things, and they do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly, I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others I myself should be disqualified. And so, Paul, there describing the life of a Christian, comparing that to an athlete and how disciplined. An athlete has to be, and how much self-control an athlete has to have to stay focused on achieving their goal uh, and, and winning that race. And Paul is saying it's the same way as a Christian. We have to have that kind of focus, that kind of self-control. We have to, to be able to control ourselves and not spend too much time doing things uh, that are not good for us. In 2 Peter chapter 1, uh, verses 5 through 10, Peter gives the, uh, the same admonitions there. Really, in verse 6, we're talking about uh, adding to our faith. It, starting in verse 5, it says, For this reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self control, and self control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection showing us there that, that growing in the faith, part of that involves self-control. And, and again, think about uh, the topic we're talking about. Uh, video games, electronics, screen time, media, uh, all of that. And, and think about how important it is for us to practice self-control on that, even if it's wholesome things we're doing. Uh, it can still be something that that we have to have self-control and not spend too much time doing that. Galatians 6, verses 7 and 8 says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And so... This principle of sowing and reaping, I think, really goes hand in hand here with with the topic we're talking about. And if we're sowing to these fleshly things, uh, if we're sowing to uh, these electronics and entertainment, uh, then that's what we're going to reap, and that's not what our goal should be. And 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 12 says, All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. And so, uh, again, just because we may not be exposing ourselves to bad things uh, through, through our electronics doesn't necessarily mean the door is wide open and, and it's uh, good to, to do as much of that as we possibly can. Um, again, some practical things or practical signs that I thought of that, that we may have a problem in regards to our self-control with our our devices. Uh, I think, obviously, if you're constantly on your phone, and, and look, I'm going to say I'm just as guilty as anybody uh, about a lot of this. Uh, you know, I may constantly be on my phone. The minute I have a break from whatever it is I'm doing, first thing I want to do is reach to my phone. To either read the news feed. I don't do the the Facebook thing, but I'm sure if I did, that's what I would be doing, looking at that. Uh, but, you know, the news feed, uh, the weather, the email, you know, constantly, as soon as I have a second, I pick it up and want to look at it. Uh, you know, another practical sign uh, may be the amount of, t- just simply the amount of time you spend. Uh, you know, if, if you have a break, what do you want to do? do? You know, do you want to uh, sit and watch TV? Do you want to sit and play games? Do you want to sit and be on your phone? Uh, again, that is, I would think, a practical sign that you may uh, need to kind of check that and think about that. One way to do that uh, is to see if you can go without it for a little while. Uh, again, I know some you can't necessarily go without your phone totally, but you know, see if you can go without looking at the news feed. See if you can go without... Uh, getting on Facebook. See if you can go without watching TV for a week. Uh, and uh, the times that I've uh, done that, uh, it's kind of been surprising to me. the The urges I have to, you know, especially just looking at my phone. I'll I'll try to cut back on reading the news on my phone sometimes. And it uh, I mean, it it almost does feel like an addiction at times. You you you're reaching for it, and you're like, no, I don't need to do that. And so. Uh, Again, I think when if, if, if you try to cut it out and, and you feel how strong those urges are to do that, then you may need to think about, okay, I probably am uh, having a little trouble with self-control in that regard. Um, again, some of this stuff uh, almost can reach the point of addiction levels. Uh, it'll be the same, the same urges as, as someone who struggles with a chemical addiction. Uh, it'll be the same withdrawal symptoms sometimes as someone who struggles with that. And so, uh, again, these things that, that we've allowed ourselves to become consumed with uh, can eventually uh, lead us in the wrong direction, even if we're not looking at things we're not supposed to. That's, um, that's really the, the bulk or basis of my lesson uh, I didn't bring a box up here for everybody to turn in their electronic devices. Uh, And so, you know, I think really I want us to to think about this with discernment and think about it in light of of God's teaching about the evil influences that that come from this and how subtle they can be and, and how it can slowly lead us down the wrong path. And then again, even if we're not Looking at those evil things or, or allowing ourselves to be exposed to those evil things. Just the, the, the principle of self-control and how much time are we allowing that to consume of our day. Um, I laughed between services a minute ago. I had a, my phone vibrated and I looked at it and it was my screen time alert for the week and it said my screen time was down 10% this week. I said, well, that's just right, you know, right before my lesson. But then I thought about it last week. It popped up and said my screen time was up 30% the week before. So I guess I'm still 20% over. But uh, this is something that that affects all of us, uh, especially uh, those of us who who are uh, maybe a little bit uh, younger and, and more attuned to the technology stuff. It can consume us. Uh, and we need to be aware of that. And so, you know, that's the lesson. I uh, No, I didn't uh, focus specifically just on video games, uh, but I think uh, the principles really apply to more than that. Um, i be certainly glad to, to address any questions in the next hour. But all of the things we've been talking about uh, really... You know, the, the verses we read in Ephesians about becoming a Christian, and once someone becomes a Christian, what does that mean about their life and how they live? You know, that's, that's where the rubber hits the road in my mind. Is none of that applies to you if you've never become a Christian? If uh, you've never submitted to God's will, uh, been buried uh, with Him in baptism and water. And raised up that new man, then then you haven't uh, done the things that the New Testament shows us are required to be a Christian, and uh, you know that's where all of this starts. And so if that's never happened, we certainly encourage that, encourage uh, you to think about that, and and to to make that decision, and to understand that that once that decision is made, you're to live a as a new person, a different person, following. Uh, uh, these good and righteous and holy things that, that God has shown us. If you have become a Christian and, and may have uh, slipped into sinful things, uh, I need to confess that. We're certainly here to pray for you and with you and, and help encourage you to uh, put those things away and, and to live a faithful life uh, to God. Uh, whatever need you may have, we, we invite you to let that be made known.